Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Do We Get to This Topic. I'm Nate Boyum. I'm Ben Zern. And uh, as most of you know, we usually open these up with a little dumb joke, a couch gag or whatever. I like to call them the couch gags, but this is a, this is a different episode. This is a non-hating episode, which is going to be a little hard for us, but yep. this, is a, this is a very positive episode, this one. Yep, positive with no negative indentations, but trying to remain positive, you know, because as most of you guys know, um, listening to the past few episodes, um, Tom Slav, I, I hadn't seen him in a while, because, you know, I went home for Christmas, and um, when I came back, you know, I didn't, I didn't see him at the lift uh, during setup and during closing for like a week or something, so one day I, I went up and asked one of the uh, one of the left ops up there, I go, hey, this is a weird question, but did Tom, what happened to Tom Slab? Did he get moved or something? He just goes, oh, you didn't hear? I was like, no, what? Uh, Tom Slab passed away a few weeks ago. That really hurt me, because I, I I never got to say bye. I remember specifically the last time I saw him. It was after one of the uh, snowstorms we got. And um, he was shoveling. And uh, I was I was like, Tom, Tom. I was trying to yell at him, Tom. I think after three or four, I was like, ah, I'll just get him next time. Never, never said anything. Never saw him after that, which fucking sucks. Yeah, we're dedicating this one to Tom Slav, who, although I never had the fortune of meeting, just seemed like a fucking all-around G in every sense of the word. Everything I've heard about him, all his antics, he sounded like a fucking great guy. So this one, this one's for you, Tom Slav. He definitely was, not only because of what, you know, I know of him and all the stories that he told me, but... um. Before I kind of broke down crying in front of this kid who told me that he died, he was like, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you. Everyone was like, oh, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. Because that kid had never actually met Tom Slav. But um, everybody, he was like, yeah, you, everyone said you got to meet this guy. He's like the best. So his reputation definitely was above and beyond. Um, just I'm glad that people saw him the way I did. Because I know that there were some people who didn't have a great relationship with him because I guess he he can definitely be a little, I don't really know exactly what word I'm looking for, but I guess specific in something. So like, cause I never got trained in lift ops and he was the one that would train people. So like one of my homies who did that didn't have a great relationship with him because he was just a little annoyed by the way that he did stuff. But I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> glad I had the relationship that I had with him. Yeah, because he he really got me through the uh, the 2021 ticket scanning during the summer. I mean, that was it was like you, you the they almost didn't hire me back because they're like, it seems like you hate this fucking job. And I'm like, I kind of do hate the summer job, so I'm definitely not gonna do this again. But if you guys could hire me back for the winter, that'd be great. But I mean, coming over to the Red Pine Gondola whenever I, I think it was like once once or twice a week 
it was fucking amazing because you know he'd be there and just to have some just borderline vulgar shit to say, <laughs> but just all some crazy information. He got me a little bit into wine because this is like right when I was getting into wine, so he helped me out a bit. That's why I put in my story. I hope there's a bottle of Shiraz waiting for you in heaven because that was his favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, at first when I when I didn't see him with the chairlifts. In my mind, like, part of me was like, there's a good chance that he said some vulgar, he said, like, the wrong thing to the wrong person and got fired. Or said some, like, borderline foul shit to someone. <laughs> so, it's like, maybe he got fired. Yeah, like, that, the idea that he's just such a fucking, he's just such a fucking funny guy that he can't even turn it off. He just yeah. hit the wrong person so with the wrong I, thing. That's what I was hoping for. I never, never thought that I, you would have died, so... Rest in peace. Um, I just found out today that he has a celebration of life tomorrow, so I'm definitely going to that. Hopefully, I, I'm gonna absolutely go. I'm to gonna that. get a pick that is, so that, that we is can, important. you know, I can have one forever, and that we can use it for a little title photo. That's gonna be sick. But yeah, yeah definitely of course. Rest in peace. Definitely. I spent the entirety of. I think I heard that news at like eleven in the morning, and I spent the rest of the day crying on and off. It was wild. Did not think it was going to affect me that much, but it did. Yeah, I mean, it, we've talked about him before on the pod. We fucking love that guy. So rest easy, big yeah, man. He was fucking. And the worst part about it is, I know you know, but people don't, is always going to get like a, a Polaroid camera picture with him. Not a Polaroid, but like a fucking, you know, disposable camera pic with him so that I could have it forever. And then I was going to go grab a pint with him after that. At uh, the corner store, but I didn't. I didn't have that one photo in my uh, disposable camera. I had none left, and I wasn't gonna get another one until the end of the year, because I'm not going anywhere, which fucking sucks. But it's what it is. Can't do anything yep, about it. It's the way it goes. Yep. But uh, before we move on, just big rip, big rest in peace, Tom Slav. Guy's a fucking goat. Even if you didn't know him, Absolutely. I'm sure if you did, you'd fucking love him. He seems like a real great guy. Yep. Rest in peace, fucking go. And for everybody out there, yeah, for everybody out there listening, if we could just take a moment of silence for him, that'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Let's get on yeah, with this. Thank you to everyone who went with that preemptively. Yeah. Means a lot to us, as I'm sure it would to him. He'd probably just be saying, like, you <laughs> probably just saying some Australian shit. Ah, uh, man. Fucking, ah, uh, what a good, what a good bloke. Moving on to some more, some more fun stuff. You got a, uh, you got a story about your ski break? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my homie Ethan was supposed to pull up to Park City. During the day, because one of his homies, who I met last year, was out with him. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see this kid before he leaves and get some laps with him. Um, so he was supposed to come at like 12, 1 o'clock. He didn't show up until 3.45, and we, cl- we close <laughs> at 4. So I was like, all right, we're fucking, you're here, I guess. So, you know, I'd go out. I'd say what's up to them, because, you know, I'm in my little shack next to the trail at the bottom. I go out and say what's up. 
I was like, all right, wait here. I'll ride up with you guys before I have to start raking. And so I go inside, and, you know, I got to put on my jacket. I got to put on my helmet, my gloves, my face mask, and then my little fucking, um, like, mic satchel, whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, then I walk outside, and he's just fucking holding my ski brake in his hand. And my ski's just on the ground. And he just looks at me and just goes, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened? For for the uneducated viewers, what the hell is a ski brake? It's like the heel piece, the 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 part that like clicks up. On the pair of skis that I have, it they're called pivots, so it's like it's on a little wheel. It's like a lazy susan type of thing where it can move around in a circle. That way, you don't tear your ACLs easily. That's what it tries to prevent: is ACL tears and P- MCL tears, or is it PCL? I don't know. But um, I think it's yeah. MCL. But yeah, it's. I guess it was it was inevitable inevitable because you know after it came off we I saw that there were a bunch of cracks on it, but all he tried to do was a little like nose butter so he just tried to lean on the tips of my skis on the ground and just try and flex them and I guess it just snapped on him, but I was just God, I was just laughing my ass off I was like that's I can't even be mad at that that's just hilarious. The ACL guards just yoinked off. Yeah, it's like super broken. So, obviously, he's like, yeah, I'll fucking pay for this. Like, I did it. So, we're trying to fucking finesse uh, look pivots because the warranty is only supposed to be for a year, and I bought them two years ago. So, we just made it look like I bought them a year ago with a little bit of editing. I would say some suggestive editing. Yeah, so, fingers crossed that works because... Little 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 movie magic make that yeah. shit take a year off yeah it was kind of fucking funny that's fucking hilarious dude just tore the skiing acls yep just yeah i guess and i guess it was it was just like a very slow graceful fall when it snapped it wasn't like a straight to the face <laughs> but you know at least it was the last run of the day where i i wasn't even barely using my skis i ended up taking one of the skis up because you have to have a ski to get on the chairlift. And, um, you know, I was raking, so, you know, I'm stopping at every feature, taking my skis off and all that. But I ended up just picking my ski up and just ski booting down. Because it was just so weird. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it on one ski or both of them? One ski. Because I couldn't... The other one was broken. So I just... Well, that's I had that's my... what I'm saying. Is the break on one. So you just one ski down the fucking mountain. <laughs> I tried, but it was real weird. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take my ski off and carry it down as well. And so I just went on the bottom of my ski boots because you can, if you're at a steep enough slope, you can kind of just gracefully glide down on ski boots since they're primarily made out of like plastic. That sounds fucking sick. So you just, gonna... you just like yeah. fucking wall ran down the fucking mountain. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Holding skis runs down mountain. <laughs> oh, I was here ready. I just had my feet just planted still and, you know, just gracefully slid down. When, uh, it was fucking, it's weird, but it's fun to do every now and then. I mean, it sounds awesome. If I skied at all, I'd definitely fucking do that. <laughs> if my one skiing experience wasn't literally immediate injury, I'd fucking go with you and run down the mountain, but. 
Snog. Hmm. Hate to see it. Happens. Hate to see it. Right. Anyways, you got a you got a tangent for us about some oh, Snapchat. Fucking... Y'all know how much I dislike. Not a hate. No hate right now. Dislike bad drivers. Especially, um, especially is... when they're old and disabled. It's your favorite kind. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know those like little stories that you have underneath your uh, Snapchat stories of the people you know? It's like the random celebrities. I mean, I've never watched one of them, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, neither have I. But the first, like every now and then I get this one dude named Cam Casey. Again, this is, I'm trying to do this without, because it's not really hate, but this dude... Um, he's crashed like five or six different sports cars. Like he's genuinely the worst driver. God damn! I don't know, but God I know for a fact that he's crashed that? the first car he crashed was a Toyota Corolla. Then he crashed an Audi R8. And then he crashed a B- or, yeah a BMW M4. He crashed an Audi R8, Toyota Corolla, a Tesla Model Y, and a Ferrari F8. How the fuck do you even do that? I don't know, but wait, wait, this man wait, has done it. Wait, when you say crash, do you mean like... Total. Like total? Fucking goddamn, man. I'm talking like stuff that you're like, how the heck did he come out unscathed? What the fuck? It's wild. Because I, I don't look at it, but I just see, like, this is the first thing that I see when I look at it, because it's fucking, you know, one of those huge rectangles that's just popping in your face. And I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, wow, there's another Tesla right now. He crashed a Model S, too. What, breaking? That's actually hilarious. Breaking. Dude <laughs> crashed a self-driving car. I'm dead serious. That's literally what I because I scroll down. You'd be like, "Oh, is there? Is he on here?" And it's just it's just this rip Tesla Model S. God fucking damn, dude! Dude has to get get his license revoked. There should be a rule. It should be like baseball: three strikes are out. If you total three cars, you got to wait like a year before you can drive again. Yeah, if this kid ever, if I ever get famous and I get like mad cool cars, and this kid's like, "Oh, let me take you for a test ride," I'll be like. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. What the fuck? That's like, you've listed like six cars that he's fucking totaled. Including one right here, right now. <laughs> Literally fucking like live hotfix. Dude yeah, just crashed from, a Tesla. This one's from six months ago. It wasn't a total, but he drove it off the road and crashed the bumper. At, so Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Is he trying to get clout by being the guy who kills bougie cars? Probably. That is any they do anything for clout. Nope. Do anything for clout. That's outlandish. No hate. No hate, but I can still be amazed at how fucking outlandish it is that he's made clout off of breaking cars. Insane. I don't get it, but you know what? If you can afford it, you do you. Well, that reminds me of those, like, YouTube channels that's, like, breaking iPhones and shit. You know what I mean? Like, those people that just find new and exciting ways to break a bunch of shit. Like, technology-specific. 
it, fucking outlandish how people have that kind of money to just break iPhones and be like, it's funny. Well, at this point, like that one guy that always tests it, breaks the new iPhone like right when it comes out. At this point, he's probably getting a free one from Apple just so that they can show like what the phone can withhold or withstand. Yeah, because it's reached the point that they're like, I ran it over in a tank, and it's like, what? Well, you know, they start out small. They're like, can I drop it from this high? And then, like, the back shatters. He's like, no. And he's like, all right, now that it's broken, let's shoot it with a freaking nuke. Yeah, they're like, they're like, now that I've cracked the screen ever so slightly, I'm going to break the Geneva Convention on this fucking phone. It, it, yeah, I, I, it. I always it's thought funny. those channels were whack as hell. No hate. No hate. No hate. They're whack. Dislike. Yeah, dislike, not hate. No hating. It'd be better. Yep. Uh, I just found... Go ahead. Uh, small, small tangent uh, on the tangent is... I'm always looking at my phone when we're doing this because I, I can't... I gotta be doing something. I just found one of my passwords from high school was dope swag 420 YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest password ever, question mark? Exclamation mark. Wait, dude, fuck. I gotta censor that. That's the password to uh, all of our business accounts for the podcast. Go ahead, take the 99 cents that we were throwing in that person's face because we said before, we don't take anything under a dollar. Yeah, I was gonna say quick, uh, quick throwback to the last episode. We uh, we asked for donations to help settle Marsazonia, Marsdale, Marsazonia, and we got one. So uh, extra big special thanks to Liz for donating ninety nine fucking cents to Marsdale. That we do have to throw it in your face. Yeah, because... per per Bennett, who I'm gonna come visit on the back end of me flying to go throw the money. Uh, we got to do it. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to, no. but we have to do it. But uh, how we, how we set it up? That's what we said. But uh, yeah, we are we are still accepting any donation over a dollar for the Marsdale Fund. If you want to live on Mars and stick it to Ewan because he's a fucking loser, send me money. I'll I'll let you live on Mars. This is a non-legal, non-binding guarantee. It is not no in writing. Yeah, no contracts. It is not in writing. I cannot be held to my word. No pinky swears either. Yeah, no pinky swears. Uh, definitely take backsies on this. Definitely take backsies. It's more of like a more of like a. So I'm going on the trip, yeah. And then our response is, yeah. Yeah, it's the type of situation. To just... Like like some people gamble in casinos. Some people like to gamble on like stocks or like crypto. Uh, if you send us money, that's your your gambling on whether or not we can get you to Mars. Because we might. Who, who knows? I, may I take a few of you up. May take all you up. May take none of you up. Exactly. Only time will tell. Only only time will tell. But it, it, the first few people who donate will definitely consider you a better candidate than than most. Because uh, we are currently developing a plan to get to Mars. Uh, Bennett, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trade secret a little bit here. Bennett and I are working on a rocket ship that's stationary bike powered. Yeah. So we're going to, him and I are going to swap off who's pedaling, but we're going to pedal our way to Mars. We did the math. It will only take 15 years a trip. It'll be like, it'll be like Interstellar. It'll be really cool. 
Yeah. Uh, we do not offer in-flight entertainment. You have to bring your own. There is no in-flight Wi-Fi, but there is Wi-Fi on Mars. We've already installed it, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to give us money, uh, definitely, definitely hit me on Venmo and give me money. It's not a scam. Uh, it's definitely not a scam. The, this is not a joke or a bit. We we have a, a prototype for the rocket. Uh, it's going to be good. So if you want to go to Mars, like Liz, uh, Mars is on you. Give us, give us money. Yeah, Mars is on you. Marsdale. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Don't be lame. Pretty cool. Don't be lame. Give us money. This also applies to any uh, companies that want to sponsor us. You know, uh, Skillshare. Uh, we'll even run with established titles, even though they're Skill- like a scam. Check. Yeah, yeah. Honey. Honey, the fucking uh, deal finders. I use it when I check out on everything. Yeah, I, I installed it a year ago and have forgot to turn it on. It, it's totally not fucking boring as shit to have Honey on your computer. You get a pop-up window every once in a while being like, activate Honey and pay for an account to get good deals. But uh, It works for me sometimes, but usually it's like, you're already getting the best discount possible. I was like, thanks, Honey. Yeah. You're doing great. Thanks, Honey. So, uh, Honey, we were doing free ad reads here. What the fuck? Let's make that not free. You know what I'm saying? No, they actually owe us money now. Yeah, well, I'm going to send an invoice to Honey. I'm sending a reminder mm-hmm. to do that. i got to send an invoice to Honey. They owe us an aggressive DM. Yeah, they owe us $15,000. Oops. I mean, a lot of money. Now it's now it's more. Yeah, now it's more. Now i got to up the price because now they know what we're playing with. Uh, anyways, because they know that we have 45,000 listeners out there on a weekly basis, so they they definitely know what they're playing with. Mm-hmm. I bet you Honey gets more downloads now, now that we've done this, this bit. Probably. I bet they Probably do. 45,000 more. Uh, make sure you use code SHITPANTS at checkout when you make your Honey account, because uh, that lets them know that uh, we sent you. Yep. Gives us a little revenue. No, no, shh, no, it doesn't. We're doing this for the good of the people. I'm just kidding. We're giving all that money to charity. Yeah, we're donating that money. The Marsdale Youth Basketball League. The Youth Basketball League, we just meet Nate and I going one-on-one for a few hours. Yeah, it's just 1v1s with me and Bennett. That's, you know, him and I are the starters on the uh, the Marsdale Suns, the new basketball league, part of the IBL, the IBL, Interplanetary Basketball League. It's pretty cool. Bennett's also starting quarterback awesome. for the um, Marzazonia Cardinals, the new football team. Yep. Usually the football kind of just travels off into space, but, you know, somebody will catch it one day. Yeah, or it'll hurtle at Earth, and someone will catch it here, and that'll be, like, three touchdowns easily. Oh, easily. It's got to be worth three. Maybe four. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll negotiate that when the time comes. we got to worry about negotiating yep. with Honey first. Because Honey definitely owes us money after this one. All right, what you got to say about uh, leaving Warwick? Yeah, so most people who listen or know me know that I've worked at a movie theater for a very long time. It's been about seven, seven and a half years now. And I am officially leaving. Effective by the time you're hearing this now. Because this episode probably comes out Sunday, so I'll be that'll be my first day out. Uh, it is a fucking weird feeling, man. Have you, I'm sure the answer is yes, but have you done anything consistently for seven years? 
Um, yeah, I skied for 21. You were skiing at one year old? Two, yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's really weird to think. It definitely is. Well, imagine when you were nine, you were told that you're never skiing again. Like, you chose to stop, but you were told that it's never happening again. I'd probably just... A weird feeling. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel great. I've had my problems with this job. I've had my moments where I felt like it's the greatest job ever. But as the as the day approaches, it is a weird feeling to to know that it's it's really over and done. Uh, we took down all the decorations and shit that I've put up in my office over the last two years Dang. today. It was really like uh, it, we we don't take this place seriously. Uh, my rule with the kids who come to my office, kids meaning the seventeen to nineteen year olds who work for me, is I don't care what you write on, what you do, what you put up, what you draw, what you like, what what shit you find in the theaters that you put in my office. As long as the computers work and my board for keeping track of all the shit I need to keep track of remains untouched, do whatever you want. So we have a whiteboard yeah. in there that had like months and months and probably at this point years of graffiti that the kids have drawn on it. Uh, every time a kid leaves a toy in the theater, we put it in there and we have a big toy collection that the staff fucking play with. Uh, Sounds about right. We had a Morbius poster up on the wall in there for a very long time because I thought that movie was so fucking funny unintentionally. We took it all down today, and it, it really was kind of fucking sad. Uh, really fucking, because it's just like, I'd take it down, I'd remember all the goofy memories associated with it, all like the dumb shit. Uh, all the, the fucking dumbass toys we had, I'd remember when we found them, or like, some dumb memory, one of the guys I work with playing with them. And it really is just fucking like, man, I cannot believe it's over. Because I'm I'm absolutely leaving on good terms, and I, I like everyone there. I like you know the whole ownership team, the managers, the kids who work for me, the people who work in the restaurant attached. I, I like everyone there. We had a great team, but yeah, you know, it's time for me to move on. And it's it's like I said a thousand times, it's a weird feeling to know that it's over because it's been such a like yeah I'm done, I'm out, I'm leaving. And this is not the first time I've done the whole like I'm gonna quit thing. But this is the only time it's actually going through. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, it's it's weird. We've had some great times. I've worked with an abundance of great people. I've met some friends for life there. Uh, I want to say before I get into some fun stories over the time, a very special thank you to everyone who's worked above me, with me, under me, all that shit. Every, every member of the staff who's worked there in the last seven and a half years. The story wouldn't be complete without you, so special thanks. Now, on to the fun stuff, now that we're done with the sappy, uh, sentimental bullshit. We used to fuck around in that place so fucking hard. I mean, obviously you've come in for some, you know, like, after-hours shenanigans, some private screenings, yeah. uh, 4th of July when we're not open to the public, some some dumb bullshit. We used to fuck around 
so hard. My buddy used to bring in his computer, and we could plug in two Xbox controllers. It was a gaming computer. And whenever we'd have late shows, we would just rip our dab pens and play fucking Madden or Mortal Kombat in the office for hours on end. It is some of the most fun I've had in my life. Just fucking arguing over Madden, playing Mortal Kombat. One of us would get pissed and quit, and the other would play online, and those are two very competitive games. So we'd get fucking smoked online, and we'd just go back to playing each other. It's a fucking... It's... it's God damn, it was so much fucking fun there. Uh, given that this is not a hating episode, I'm not going to get any into any of the dirty details. Not that there is really any. There's not much that I'd really complain about. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Warwick will always hold a place in my heart, truly. But uh, it is just fucking weird to, like, delete all my accounts off everything, pack up all my shit, take all the fucking decorations down it's it's the only thing i've done consistently for like seven years yeah that's a long fucking time like just saying it's like uh you know it feels long but like that whole time it feels fucking long when you're actually experiencing it yeah that's what i'm saying is like i i'm 22 so it's like you know obviously i've been around for some time but like it's weird to think the only job I've ever really given a shit about, I'm out. I'm done. I put in my two weeks and meant it, and I'm out. It's a weird feeling to actually be done. I'm sure come Saturday, which is my formal last day, which will be like a day after this episode comes out, I'm going to be a fucking wreck clocking out that last time. I'm sure I'm not going to be cool just fucking leaving. Yeah, when do you start at uh, your other job? Uh, that's... I'm not going to say any names. That's still up in the air right now. Mm. They have not gotten back to me in the direct way. They've kind of gotten back to me, but it's not directly. But I am taking three weeks off from working anywhere. Just to, like, yeah. have some time to enjoy to myself. Uh, I have not had a Saturday off. Besides one weekend where I was traveling in like nine months. And I still and I still don't. I still don't this week. So I'm not gonna have one until next week. And I start classes again uh this upcoming Tuesday. So I'm not even gonna have a lot of time off, but I am gonna enjoy Sunday off and next weekend just doing Fucking nothing. Just being able to sit on my ass and do nothing to get out of class and just be like, I have the whole rest of the day to myself. It's a feeling I haven't had in a very long time. Yeah, it's nice, but you get too much of it and it gets like redundant and boring and feels useless. So be careful of that. Oh, I'm sure. I was planning on if uh, this job I'm aiming for doesn't work out, just getting something in the next three, like after two or three weeks, I just wanted to make sure I had some time to myself. I didn't want to get out of this one and then have training at a new job in a week. I wanted to give myself at least a weekend 
where I literally can just fucking sleep till noon, go to the gym, play Xbox till two in the fucking morning, repeat the cycle. Good times. Yeah, good times for sure. Something I have not been able to do in a while. So, I don't know. On one hand, it's freeing. On the other hand, it's very sad to be, like, done forever at the only thing I've done for, like, seven years. But thankfully, you know, I'm leaving on good terms. I'm still friends. A lot of the people who work for me are still working there. So I'll still come in and fuck around every once in a while. Uh, And it also feels good that I've trained uh, the new general manager because it no, it makes it's reassuring to know I'm leaving the place in good hands. I have full faith in the new team that they're going to do a great job picking up where I left off. Uh, before we move That's on, good. before we move on, I forgot I'm doing this on Saturday. I have one of my old work shirts. I'm going to sign it in silver sharpie and hang it up in the projector booth. I'm going to retire my number on our POS. I'm going to give myself, yeah, I'm giving myself a Jersey retirement on Saturday. (laughs) That's crazy. I'm going to put it somewhere they wouldn't think to look so that it always stays up and I'll come in and check it out every once in a while. It'll be fucking fun. Dude, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, I told you on how when my girl and I first started talking at that party, she, I had my mullet back then and she was like, you kind of look like that, uh. That guy from Land of the Lost. What's his name? And um, at first I was like, Danny DeVito? I'm like, no, that's not the name. And then we're like, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. So like, the whole time I had my mullet, it was just kind of a joke that I looked like Danny McBride. And so eventually, like a, a month or two, I think it was like two or three months ago, when we became um, like... Exclusive. And, yeah. Um, she brought over Land of the Lost. And so, as a joke, I took out my Sharpie, I signed my name, I said, To Sam, from, or I said, To Sam, Sharpied my um, initial, and just wrote, You rock, on the DVD. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) So now, her family will forever have my signature. You know how, when, like, celebrities, you know, they do their signature, and then just, like, some random... No, so I was like, what's, like, the dumbest thing I can think of? And I just put, you rock. You rock. <laughs> That's awesome. But, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. Just, you rock. Oh, I thought I had a favorite. I was going to send it to you, but it, I will eventually. I think I've seen it, but definitely send it to me once you find it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's hilarious that you're just... You got to put a number on the shirt, too. I'm using so my punch in number is 91. So I'm going to use 90. I'm going to write 91. I'm going to sign my name on it and I'm going to hang it up real high up in the uh, projector booth so that only people who are, are like trained on that kind of shit will see it. And right now, the only people who are trained are people who I trained. So they'll all know what it is. My yeah. hope is that I'll come back years down the road. And I'll go in and I'll see it and I'll be like, still there? Yep. And it's funny, there are people who before me deserve their quote, quote, jerseys retired. But I mean, as of right now, I'm the only one doing it. I'm the only one out here retiring my jersey at work. Yeah, it's almost gangster shit. It's kind of like how James Harden got his number retired at a Houston strip club. Yeah, that's how He hung up his jersey because he spent like $2.4 million in a single night. 
That's fucking Damn. that is rock star shit. So yeah, I'm just trying to get on some rock star shit myself. I know I'm doing it to myself, but I feel like I've earned it. I feel like I've earned the oh, right to fucking hang my jersey from the rafters here. You cycle through so many people, of course you deserve it. Well, that's that's why I wanted to give a thanks to literally everyone who worked there, because like obviously I can't remember literally everyone, but I remember a lot of them, and I can only really think of like fun times with most of them. Like I've got a pretty goofy story for everyone who worked there of like some dumb shit I said or did with them, or something funny they said that stuck with me. So like it's definitely yeah. it's definitely nice to think back, but. Yeah, I'm for sure, for sure, giving myself a Jersey retirement. Oh, there's the <laughs> to Sam, you rock. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Uh, that's her sick. Parents, her parents were because fucking as she grabbed from her parents' house, so they probably like got it back and was like, "What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, who wrote on my goddamn thing?" Most of my. Um, signature is scribbles. It's like B, scribble, 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 two, and then like the T. Because that does not say Bennett. <laughs> yeah, that is borderline illegible. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's cool. It looks pro- it looks proper. You're like, what does that even mean? It yeah, means that I'm a little lucky. But is that? <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways. On to the next subject. We have Russian mob gravestones. Mm. What the hell does that even yes. mean? Did you look it up yet? No, I didn't look it up. What the fuck? All right, hold up. Quick Google. Don't, no, no, I got I to post. I'm going to send you. Because I, I sent it to you on Instagram, and I know you weren't going to see it yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do not. Oh, this is fucking awesome. If, if what you sent me is what I'm looking at on Google, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, so for the people out there, I, I saw a post on Hidden.NewYorkNY. Great account to follow. Um, so I'm going to read what they have here. And this is from Melt Museum, which is, I guess is another one of those like throwback Instagram accounts. But... The Gravestones of Russian Mafia. Following the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, Russian Mafia bosses with close government connections were immensely rich. Those chaotic post-Soviet years, the ones that enjoyed tremendous wealth started killing to preserve their riches and to guard their turf. The graveyards in Russia's most violent gangster zones have special areas reserved for fallen mobsters. Their final resting places were... The, their final resting place is marked with showy marble stone, each one intricately engraved to depict the deceased in a very in a variety of poses, looking through or relaxed, looking tough or relaxed, whether they're straddling expensive cars, enjoying fine wine, or posing in their favorite leather jackets. The headstones can range from gaudy and extravagant to downright bizarre. These gravestones are crazy. It looks like somebody just... I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's, like, it's, it's as if someone took a picture and printed it on a black marble gravestone. They are irrationally lifelike and they are like 
perfect pictures. Like, it's not like, oh, it looks like a cool... Nah, it looks exactly how the motherfucker looked. And they are very lifelike, and they are fucking sick. He's got a whole nother little piece of marble just for his car. That's some gangster shit right there. Yeah, like this one, that the, the <laughs> second one on the slide that Bennett showed me here is him, a full statue of him in marble. A marble to his left with his name, you know, date of birth, date of death. And then a third marble with his fucking car, engra- like life-size car engraved in the marble. Like this gravesite is like probably 15 feet big, like long. And it's like yeah. seven feet tall. Fucking awesome. I think 7th is the coolest. That dude's just posing there. He's not smiling. He's not even, like, looking at you. He's just looking into the distance, just absolutely kidded. Yep, he's got his, <laughs> his gold watch, his rings on, tucked in <laughs> shirt, fucking Jesus piece on his neck. Just posted up. Dude, these are fucking oh, awesome. Dude, God. I want one of these when I die. Yep. Y'all, y'all aren't real homies if you don't get me a Russian mobster gravesite when I'm dead. The only thing on my will is just to have this. Yeah, I want, I want all my possessions sold. All of my money put into getting me the fucking sickest gravesite. That's so... Yeah, that's wild. I saw it this morning and I was like, I gotta fucking... I gotta put that... Gotta let the people know what's going on in Russia. Yeah. What was going on in Russia? Yeah, definitely Google right now Russian mobster gravesites. They're fucking awesome looking. Like, just picture yeah, one of yourself. Stuff. That is so fucking cool. I would... It would definitely be, like, heavy pose. I'll just take whatever my most, like, Instagram photo is and make it that. And I'll make sure to include, like, the amount of Instagram likes yep. on it. So any, so anyone who goes back after I die and likes it gets exposed for being a fraud. No, you gotta put you gotta put like an absurd amount just to be like, yeah, this kid was so popular on Instagram. Yeah, just yeah, just straight up cap. Just say like I got like nine million fucking <laughs> likes on that photo. He had four hundred and eighty-seven thousand likes and nine million views on this post. Yeah, that's a terrible ratio. That's a that's, terrible ratio. That's usually the 400, ratio. Instagram four eighty-seven four eighty-seven k. Nine million. That, that's a fucking. That's a five point four percent. That's a trash ass ratio. People be trash ass people. This is not a podcast. Oh, and by the way, I did that math in my head. I'm just like a genius like that. Yeah. My brain's uh, basically a supercomputer. Mine's but, uh, basically super dumb. But, uh, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're a genius. You just haven't unlocked it yet. Yep. I'm just too smart, actually. Yeah, you're so smart that your brain waters itself down. One of these days, I'm just gonna wake up and be Charlie when he starts taking those smart pills. Yep. And then I'm eventually yep. turn back to rat. That's awesome. Anyways, we have the nice and most likable people draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get first or did I get first last time? I don't remember, so you got a coin flip? I do, here, I'll ask Siri. Uh. Flip a coin. Okay. Heads. Heads is the call? Alright, well, Siri didn't pick up, so. Flip a coin. I've got a euro that somebody left behind that I can flip. 
All right, flipping. It's tails this time. Ooh. Ooh. Get dunked on. You know what's crazy is that today I saw a post from Barstool that said most universally liked people. I was like, what are the fucking odds? <laughs> this was after I decided to, uh, you know, make the draft. Yeah, I was going to say, we generally think of most of the things we're going to talk about four days, three days before we talk about them. Because mm-hmm. it gives us time to think of some things. That being said, I didn't come up with anything for this draft, so I'm just going to fucking ad-lib. First overall, number one pick, I'm going Chris Farley. He yeah. seemed like such a yeah. fucking fun guy to be around. I don't know anyone who's like, I hate Chris Farley movies. I think everyone likes Chris Farley movies. I love Chris Farley. I think he's fucking great. So I have yet but, to see Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills Ninja. Ninja. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's fucking years funny. Ago. So fucking funny. But yeah. What was the shit we were saying in the car when you were here? That'll ruin your precious field trip. Yeah, from uh, <laughs> Madison. Yeah. I'll pull this damn bus around. It'll ruin your precious <laughs> field trip. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so he's fucking awesome. So I'm I'm going Chris Farley first overall. Vaughn is one piece of ass. <laughs> my old roommate Aaron was he's obsessed with him, so he'd always. He'd always just have some, like, little Tourette. It wasn't, like, actually, but he just yelled at Chris Farley quotes every now and then, like, I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> Funny as hell. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good top one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that is, that is my uh, top one. That's what I'm going to say. I, for number one, I mean, this is a given. I'm going Tom, Thomas Lev. That was a great man. Yep. May you rest yep. in peace, absolutely. Rest in peace, G. What do you got for two? Number two, I'm gonna go Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, okay. Shaq Daddy, the big Aristotle. I know he has beef with some people, cough Dwight Howard, but everybody loves Shaq. Come on, he's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy that he was a bully in high school too. Yeah, seriously, like he's fucking. He's just a fucking funny guy. But, I mean, it makes sense he'd be, like, a tough guy in high school. He's fucking 7-1. He's played sports. Yeah, he played sports. He's a tough guy. I mean, obviously, he's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Guy's a fucking manimal. But, I mean, in his later years, like, more recently, he's definitely become one of the most likable people. He's funny. He does a bunch of fun stuff. He's always doing something weird and crazy. Uh, When I worked at Staples, because, you know, he has his hands in every business... We had a poster of, like, a cutout of Shaq for, like, Epson printers. So I'd walk by Shaq every morning I clocked in. Yep. I mean, he did pregnancy tests. Yep, he did Shaquille O'Neal pregnancy tests. He He's just fucking funny. Everything he does is easily the funniest thing ever. He's a DJ. Yeah, DJ Diesel. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he seems like a fucking funny guy. Absolutely. For number two, what the fuck? I'm now getting a fucking ad on Instagram for a ring that just has Diesel on it. Jack Diesel, they're listening. <laughs> um, For my number two, this is, I mean, it's a given. Steve Irwin. May he also rest in oh, peace. Oh, hell yeah. Steve Irwin's the fucking man. 
I remember one interview I saw, he's like, I'm not going to do the accent, butcher it. Um, but he was like, I've got no use for all this money. Like, I put it all back into the uh, reservation. Uh, fucking, um, whatever. I put it all back into like making the uh, environment better, bringing back these animals that are going extinct. He's like, I got, I, you know, I save what I need, but the rest just goes. All the surplus goes out to uh, preservations. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it was like fucking. How can how can anybody be like fuck that dude? Seriously, like, like who could be like fuck that guy? Nah, he's awesome. Uh, my third pick, I'm going with J.J. Watt. Uh, he is a very likable guy. Uh, he donates a lot to charity. He's just a cool guy. Unless he is playing against your team, then he's a fucking asshole because he gets a lot of sacks. He will fuck your quarterback up. Yep. But uh, he, on like a personal level, he's just a really fucking good person. Hard to dislike him. He does so much good stuff. And he's really nice, too. He's not like an asshole when he gets a sack. He helps the QB up, and he's like, oh, let's go. He's not a fucking dickhead about it. He's probably he's like, watch your left side next time. I'm coming. I'm exactly. Coming. Yeah, exactly. He likes to crack jokes about it. So I'm going to go T. I'm going to go uh, JJ Watt here. Right on. Um, I'm going to go another one. That's kind of, you know, up there. It's Bob Ross. Oh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. For Everybody, sure. I mean, not only was that the the beginning of the uh, ASMR slash aesthetic video that like became a thing, but that dude, I mean, he just seems like the nicest dude ever. I guess he did. He was a player, though. I think he like. He didn't cheat on his wife, but he had like two or three wives in his lifetime. Kind of crazy. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But a goddamn nice dude. Happy little trees. Happy little trees. I, what, what did he say? Well, I beat the devil out of it. Beat the devil out of this. <laughs> I love to beat the devil out of it. Oh, it's the best part. Beat the devil out of the brush. Beat the devil out of the brush. Yeah, he's just uh, such a fucking chill guy. Uh, yeah, anyways, for four, for four, I got Keanu Reeves. He just seems like a cool guy, oh, like a okay, nice, yeah. cool guy. He's always doing something cool or like something nice. He's often found like eating at diners alone. He's been in some great movies. He just seems like someone you want to hang out with. Oh, absolutely. Like he seems like someone that you just be like, oh, that guy's fucking cool. Because he'd show you some cool shit. Yeah, he'd be able to be like. Oh, yo, check out this fucking vintage katana I bought. And you'd be like, what the fuck? And he'd be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. You want to hold it? <laughs> He's like, hey, you want to go uh, do karate in the garage? Yeah, he seems like a karate in the garage kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know, as to say he's cool. I, I, I would love to hang out with Keanu Reeves. He seems awesome. Yep, I'm going in the same but opposite direction. I'm going, as I said previously, post him alone. Because unlike Keanu Reeves, who would show you something, I feel like... As a, you know, I previously said this in episodes past that Pose Malone's the type of guy to you, he'd want to learn something new from you. Yeah, like he for would sure. Enjoy the experience of me showing him how to, like, I don't know, edit a ski video or something like that. 
Yeah, he'd be way into that, and he'd be like, oh, that's yeah. fucking awesome, man. Yeah, he'd be like, use one of my songs, use one of my songs, and I'd be like, alright, alright. Yeah, yeah he, that's my number four. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. He seems like he'd just be cool with that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, going again with a throwback. I'm going to say Andre 3000. Oh, especially now? Especially now that he's just like an old man who gardens and plays his flute. That's yeah. He seems like such a fucking cool guy. And like, I don't think he's one. ever done anything shitty in his life. I mean, he probably has. But, I mean, it wasn't shitty enough to be like... A hatred forever. Type yeah, exactly. Situation. Exactly. If he did, we didn't even know, but he seems like know. a really fucking likable guy. I, I would definitely yeah. hang out with him if I got the chance. Yep. I'm going uh, number five. I'm going Danny DeVito. Hell yeah. Fucking yeah, hell yeah. It had to be on the list. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I don't like... I, I bet his presence is just smile worthy. He doesn't have to say anything. Just his say, presence he in just, the room. He walks in the room and everyone's all smiles for sure. He's like, "Yep, okay, it's it's over. My bad days turn nice. That's great." Yep, good day now. It's a fucking good day now. But uh, yeah, yeah I definitely Danny Vito's fucking great. Yep. You got any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm just gonna say Joe Burrow, just Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool. Yeah. Joe Br- Joe Br- yeah, he just seems like a cool guy. I mean, I don't know if he's the nicest guy, but he seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Yep, yeah, it is nice slash. Um, yeah. I think uh, my own mention, I'm going uh, Jimmy Fallon. He seems like a cool guy. I mean, maybe he's got, you know, he's in business, in show business, so, you know, he may have some dark parts of his life, but for the most part, I don't think I've ever heard of a bad headline of him. And he just seems like a genuinely funny guy to hang out with. Oh, for Whether sure. it's, you know, just an act or if it's serious. He's like, James Gordon, he seemed like a good guy, but then it turns out he's a complete, you know. Yeah, cunt. Gordon's a fucking asshole. I've never been big on the late night talk show host, but of all of them, I'd say he's the most genuine. Uh, yeah. When everyone got political in 2016, he refused to. There's this yeah, interview. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I just don't care. I, I like pop culture. I don't care about politics. I'm not going to bring him into my show. So even if I don't necessarily like late night shows or whatever, always respect, always respect that he did that. That he didn't fold and do what was necessarily popular. Because now that's all of them. That's uh, Jimmy Camel, Corden. That's all of them now. They all get political. And I, nobody wants to hear that on a late night comedy show. So I'll always respect that he stuck with what made him famous and was just like, nah, man, I like pop culture. I'm doing my pop culture show. I'm sticking with it. I'll always respect that because that's great. And I don't like I don't watch the show. I just see clips every now and then. Yeah, exactly. um, Of it. I think the best is when he had um, I I forget the, the drag queen's name, but like the number one drag queen. I should not. But um. Oh, the Jimmy drag Fa- queen. Jimmy Fallon's like, Jimmy Fallon's like, uh, I am the queen of drag. Yeah, he's like, he's like, and you're the best drag queen out there. And then, and then, you know, he just goes, drag queen. And Jimmy Fallon's face is just like, oh, I'm fucked. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, drag queen. Honey, I'm the queen of drag. <laughs> he, he, he 
like, oh, thank God. Yeah, the, the wave of relief on his face when he hears, I am the queen of drag. Oh, my God. He looks so fucking relieved that he didn't just fuck himself. I mean, hell, I would. I think that's the only time where he's just like, it's over for me. I'm done. See you I had, later. I had a good run. It's over. Yep. Yeah, no, I yeah, definitely co-sign. Definitely co-sign the Jimmy Fallon pick. He seems good. Uh, anyways, start wrapping this thing up. We got uh, albums and movies. Albums and movies. You want to go first with the album or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go first with the album. Great. Since you went first with the draft. Hit it. I think this is also on Hidden Hidden Dot New York or NY. But um, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a post that was 1996 New York rap. So I was scrolling through, swiping through to see, like, who was there. And I came across this group called Lost Boys, spelled with a, uh, with a Z at the end of boys. And so I do some listening to them. And their album, Legal Drug Money, has been on repeat since then. It's been, like, three days I've listened to it at least once. It's crazy good album. Uh, the sample of their intro is the song from LeBron James's Nike commercial, like the infamous commercial that he had where he was playing like nine new people. Crazy sample they got going there. They've got some absolutely crazy songs on the album as well. But, I mean, just overall, that album is great, and I'm definitely going to listen to it a lot more. Yeah, I say I've, all, I've not listened to it yet. I've listened to the two songs you sent me, and they were really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Can't believe I've never heard of them. They were really fucking yeah, good. I don't know how I haven't either. Yeah, they were Shut fucking great. So definitely check out Legal Drug Money by Lost Boys. If you like old school style, like um, 90s hip hop. Oh, who, who's. Digit Planet? Shoot. Yeah, or Digible, Digible Planets. If you like their type of flow. So, like. Rebirth is slick. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. They got flows like that a little bit. I mean, it's just the like mid '90s New York, obviously because that was the post. But that's crazy. Yeah, that classic '90s hip hop. Yep, Tribe Called Quest. It's what's up. No, it's so, yeah, that's my album of the week. Great shit. Uh, I got Run the Jewels 3 for Album of the Week. Uh, it came out as a surprise Christmas drop in 2016. I listened it. to it. I did not respect it as much as I should have. I re-listened to it the other day. It is really fucking good. Love uh, something ages like wine, not milk. Dude, seriously. It aged like fine wine. It could have came out this year, and nobody would have batted an eye. That's how well it's aged. That It, it is timeless. Uh, Run the Jewels is Killer Mike and LP, two already great and established rappers. That's their group. It's a fucking great group. They've got all four of their albums are great, but three really stands out. Three is fucking awesome. So many good songs on three. Uh, Call Ticketron, 2100, Legend Has It, uh, Panther Like a Panther. Uh, report to shareholders. So fucking good. Great features. And what's great is that their features, they don't pick necessarily mainstream guys to feature. 
So like a lot of the features are people you've never heard of. The most mainstream feature they have is Danny Brown. And even him, not a lot of people know about Danny Brown. No. But a fucking really good album would highly recommend. Uh, Especially called Take a Trial. That shit gets me fired up before the gym every time. Gets me fucking going. Definitely have to re-listen to it because it's been a minute. Yeah, because when it came out, I did not give it the respect it deserved. I was not as into rap as I was now. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good, but I've heard better. And now I listen to it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking great. Hell yeah. Anyways, you got a movie for us? I do. It's kind of like a two-part, but it's the same type of thing. Um, Now, these are HBO originals, and they are... Let me scroll back down. They are directed by... Jake Szymanski and Murray Miller. And they're both mockumentaries on sports. So the first one is Seven Days in Hell, which is a mockumentary of uh, Wimbledon and like that big fucking tennis event. And that it went on for seven days and it's hilarious. I don't know how I didn't hear about this in previous year. It's only on HBO, unless you have the HBO Pass for Hulu, then I guess you could go on HBO. It's only on HBO. HBO, HBO original. Um, the cast is insane. It's got Andy Sandberg, Kit Harrington, Fred Armisen, Will Forte, Serena Williams, John Hamm, Karen Gilligan, uh, Chris Romano, which is the weird guy from Blue Mountain State, um, Harry Mandel, and a bunch of other people, um, Dolph Lundgren, and a bunch of other people that aren't as name. John McEnroe, big tennis player. But, I mean, they're hilarious because it's all just like whack shit happens. And then the second one is called Tour de Pharmacy. And I watched this. They're, both, they're like 45 minutes each, so they're not crazy long. But I think Tour de Pharmacy was a little better. And this stars Andy Samberg, John Cena, Orlando Bloom, Freddie uh, Hillmore, Lance Armstrong, Jeff Goldroom, David Diggs, Kevin Bacon, Donald, Danny Glover, James Morrison, Will Forte, Nathan Fielder, Mike Tyson, Dolph Lundgren, Maya Rudolph, J.J. Abrams, uh, Chris Webber, John Hamm, Chris Romano, and, I, and then there are a bunch of other people as well that I don't know as well. So the cast is phenomenal. I would say that's an absurdly stacked cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, La Tour de, Pharmacy, or Tour de Pharmacy is a spoof on, um, obviously, Tour de France. But everybody's drugged up because it's... I'm not going to say the whole plot... But it's just some guy was in debt and was like, hey, if you give me 50000 we won't drug test you. So all of these people are on fucking just copious amounts of fucking drugs. And it's just funny as hell. Ten out of t- 11 out of 10 would recommend watching these two. Because again, they're only... Yeah, they're 40 and 45 minutes. So if you have HBO, please watch them. And they got like 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. So they're not just like the... Um, dumb movies that you find funny. They're like made to be funny. 
That's awesome. Those are, I I love shit like that, where it's like actually fucking funny. Yep. Yeah, it's hilarious. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I watched Seven Days in Hell first, and then Tour de Pharmacy, because they're both they're both hilarious. Like actually laugh out loud, not like, oh, you little huh. like goddamn that was funny as hell. Yeah, like legitimately fucking funny. Yeah. But Tour Pharmacy is just a little funnier. In my personal opinion, you guys all know that I am a professional movie reader, so take my word. Yes, yes, he is. His his reviews are the be all end all. So what I say goes. Yep. I mean, we've never been wrong. Nope. Never been wrong. So not once, not twice, not three times, never. Not even once. Never ever. Not even once. You get a movie. Yeah, uh, I'm going with a Looper from 2012. Uh, uh, a lot of people know I was making the Looper joke for a very long time. Uh, the joke being that anytime we do anything, I would go, oh, this is just like that scene in Looper, despite having not seen the movie. Uh, so a couple months ago, I finally sat down and watched it, and it was everything I was hoping it was and more. I really fucking liked it. And I don't know if I was biased because of my dumbass bit, or if it just genuinely was good. But I thought it was fucking great. Uh, Basically, the premise is that time travel is invented, and it's used by the mob to dispose of bodies so that they never get caught. Basically, if you kill someone and then throw them 30 years back in time, how could the body possibly be connected to you? if it doesn't even exist anymore. Mm. So they'd have these people whose whole job was to take the body, bring it back, and, or, no, sorry, I, I got it wrong. They'd send the person back to be killed 30 years back. And then, you know, they got killed in a different time. And then the person would wait and come back to the mob that 30 years later, after being left. In the past. That's wild. So it's really weird. It might, it's a little hard to follow at times. Basically the story is that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is a looper. Which is what they call the guys who go back in time. And come forward. And uh, Bruce Willis is him from the future. And he's tasked with killing Bruce Willis. So he has to kill future himself. And I'm not going to spoil anything more from there. But it's a fucking weird movie that I found to be a pretty fun time. It plays around with time travel a little too hard. Where it kind of is like, wait, what the fuck is going on? But it's pretty enjoyable. And it's got, given that's from 2012, it's got a cast that nowadays is really good. But back then was like vaguely underrated. Uh, Obviously, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis are in it. Emily Blunt is in it. Uh, yeah. Paul Dano, the Riddler, is in it, <laughs> and his character is great because he plays like a fucking loser who works for the mafia, and he's just like a fucking loser the whole movie. Uh, Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber is the mob boss. So yeah, it's it's got a pretty good cast. It's a lot of fun. I'd recommend it if you're willing to rewatch a couple scenes that you don't get the first time. 
because it's it's pretty weird. And there's some other weird shit in the mix that I'm not going to get into that like doesn't ever make any sense. But either way, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was goofy, but I loved it. What? What? Josh Perry's in it. Yeah. That's the dude who played the um. I can't say the word. The R word policeman on YouTube. Those videos years ago. Oh what? The guy with Down syndrome. Yeah, I'm saying that's him. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Uh, he's in it. Oh, yeah. He's in it very briefly, but yeah, he's in it. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's a pretty fun movie. It's pretty goofy. But uh, if you watch it with an open mind, you don't think too hard about it. It's pretty fun. Before before we go any further, <laughs> Josh Perry has a nickname, and it's The Ponce Man. The Ponce Man? <laughs> it's, this is on multiple photos. It says Jerry, then quotations, The Ponce Man, Perry. The Ponce Man. Because I, I, I think it's a play on the, uh, the R-word policeman. Ah, gotcha. Ponce Man. Those videos had me crying when I was like nine. Yeah, so after all those videos, he got a role in fucking Looper. That's awesome. That's fucking That's awesome. Uh, anyways, you got anything else you want to bring into this? I got nothing else. All right, great. Well, I think that just about wraps us up here. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, definitely, you know, subscribe, all that fucking fun stuff. Turn on that notification bell. Yeah, smack that notification bell. Um, share it, promote it. Thank you. Thank you again. Give us money. We want to go to Mars yeah, Zona. Give us money for Mars Zonia. And I think it just about does it. Uh, peace, peace. Peace, peace.